This week, I am here solo to talk to you about Subverse and Far Cry Instinct's Predator. So get a third-party controller for a friend, because you're listening to a kind of garbage telesitting podcast. Welcome everyone to Telesitting. Today I am talking about two video games, Subverse for the PC and Far Cry Instinct's Predator, which originally is two games on the original Xbox. I want to say remastered, but brought over to the Xbox 360, which is playable on the Xbox One via backwards compatibility and the Xbox Series S slash X. So my history with Far Cry is I originally purchased Far Cry Instincts um, back in the it's either the earlier mid 2000s. Shortly thereafter, the second iteration of the Far Cry Instincts franchise, for better term, came out, and it was kind of like a standalone expansion pack, much like what Rainbow Six Vegas One and Two felt. The second one, I actually I can't remember if it's the first or second Far Cry Instincts, but one of them I purchased and my family went away. Um, I want to say Thanksgiving. Um, they went somewhere. I had to work, but they were they went away for the weekend. So I sat down and I played through the entire game and I had a great time. All I remember is I made brown beans and there was something else, probably like pizza pockets. I ate with it because I I'm known to like eat pizza pockets, take a bite or two and stuff it with brown beans, which might sound disgusting, but I really enjoy it. Anyways, I fell in love with this game. I played the single player, played through it, beat it. This game got re-released on the Xbox 360. I still play this game to this day. I check the Xbox Live all the time to see if there's matches going on. I'll create matches and rooms to see if people will join me. No one ever joins. One day, I'm, I'm sitting there playing, and uh, my girlfriend Danielle is always watching me, being like, seeing how upset I am that I can't play this with anybody because nobody's playing it. Lo and behold, I find one person playing the game. I can't re- remember if they joined my game, if I joined their game. I, um, I add them to my friends list. I currently, like, I always check to see if that person's playing, and I see that he's playing with people. He's playing with, like, 16 other people playing this game. So what happens is there is a like private matches still happening for Far Cry Instincts Predator. If you either know the people or you've played with them, you have to check your friends list so you can join their game. So my friends list on Xbox is 90% everybody I know. 10% are Far Cry Instincts Predator players now, which is amazing. And these people are always playing custom maps. So... With the Xbox, you have, what is it called, uh, cloud storage for um, in-game or user-generated content. So my cloud storage has absolutely nothing in it. I think they give you about two gigs of space. And right now, it's all custom Far Cry Instincts Predator maps. So every other night, every like at least once a week, I'm jumping on my Xbox, seeing if they're on. And they are always on. And this is great. I'm really bad at the game, (laughs) so I'll be playing with them. I'm always last, but this is a game that I'll sit there and play, and I'll never get upset that I'm losing constantly. I can be in last, but if I get one kill, if I steal the sample and return it to my base, then I'm, I'm happy. As long as I'm doing something, I don't care if I'm last place. I guess I should talk about what steal the sample is. 
Steal the Sample is Far Cry's Capture the Flag, where each uh, team, red and blue, actually, there, I think there's more than two teams. I think you can have yellow and green, if I remember correctly. But generally, custom maps, um, for the most part, are going are only going to have two teams. I'm pretty, I'm 100% sure there's more. Anyways, it is, um, it's Capture the Flag, but you have the sample, and the sample in Far Cry is basically, like, your evolutionary powers, which makes you into the Predator, which gives you, um, not in the Steal the Sample, but in, like, regular mode or Predator mode, you get to run faster, you can jump, like, really high and not take fall damage, you can kind of, like, claw people, and then you get, um, when you're clawing people, you get almost like a homing claw attack, so... Once your logo lights up, you can sit there, hit the B button, I believe, and you'll um, charge at them and kind of like locks on and your guy auto runs. So it's, it's actually really fun. The Far Cry story for Instincts is like, I, I never played the original Far Cry. <laughs> I own it, but I, I don't know if you actually got like feral powers in the first one. And there's probably people listening right now being like, yes, you do, fucking idiot. You, you get you get those powers. But in this one, like, you are full-blown, like, you are just a beast running through. You you get abducted by, I think it was Krieger, Dr. Krieger, and he performs the experiments on you, and you get these powers. So, like, you can you can use the guns throughout the game, but, like, the the most fun you're going to have is slashing at people with your just your fists. Later in the game, um, I, I can't recall if it's um, just instincts or evolution, where you're fighting against other um, like mercenaries who also have powers like you, but they're just like, they're all like putties. Basically. You're just like punch them left and right. And oh shit, it's been years since I played the single player. Cause I just focus on the multiplayer in the end, the single player, like it's fine, but really the multiplayer is where the game shines. This game, if I had one complaint, it's that there's no bots in it, but this is at a time where Xbox live is, um, I don't want to say as infancy for the original Xbox. Uh, actually, it probably would have been. I, that did have some multiplayer, but 360 is like where they, you don't want to play split screen with friends because you want to go online. I'm not even sure if this game lets you have um, yourself and a friend play through Xbox Live against other people. So my my big thing would be like, please, Ubisoft, if you are going to remake a game because it's pandemic year 2.0 and Every single big game now has been indefinitely delayed because it's hard to create games at home when you don't have your team all with you and you can't like talk back and forth, send the files over your network, you're uploading massive data over the internet. So you're going to see a lot of remakes and this is probably my, well this is my number one game other than uh, Devil's Third for me to ask like please redo this game, make it HD, just re-release it to the world but give us bots bots just it makes a game like this one that nobody plays that much except for that small online community but it would give people a chance to um just play with play with their friends on the couch go against all those bots even if you led a group of bots yourself against your friend who has his own bots like that'd be so much fun something like perfect dark remastered that is on the xbox 360 and on the xbox one as well you can have bots on that you can have bots on your team that's an amazing game nobody plays that one online either and i understand that that game feels 
not right on the Xbox when you're using a controller. That is a game that I would love to start playing online with other people again. But right now, Far Cry. Oh my god, I love Far Cry so much. So during first lockdown, I think it was just under or over a year ago, um, I was sitting at home and I'm, I'm playing Far Cry, of course. Nobody's online. So I remade, or I guess I made, the Atoll from Waterworld. And the, the Atoll is, it's the full Atoll. It's not to scale, of course, but... When I have played it online with other people, I'll make the map, or I guess, sorry, I'll make the room, people will jump in, and the first thing I'm just like, we're fucking doing the Atoll. I made this level, I want them to play it with me. The moment that they've jumped into the room with me, they now have that level on their console, so they can share it with other people, and every single time I played pe people on that map that I've created, they've all enjoyed it. When we were playing, one of the users, she even said, like, oh my god, this is this is the Atoll from Waterworld. And, like, she was stoked. And she's like, oh, I wonder who made this. And I'm like, oh, I made this. Like, this is my create level that I did last year at the first lockdown. And I spent, like, a good amount of hours on it. It has, um, it has like, an not an island, but an area, like, away from the Atoll for another team to spawn if you are doing uh, versus, like, red versus blue. That way people are guarding the atoll, they're guarding their sample, and then it'll be the same thing on their side that they have a sample down there. The map does have lots of charm to it. You know what it is, you look at it and you're like, if, if you love Waterworld like I do, you're just like, oh my god, I'm at home in Far Cry while I'm at the atoll. The level, like, there are lots of opportunities to add. I don't think I have any health packs on it. There's no sniper rifle, so I do need to, like, tweak some things. Um... But yeah, like Far Cry Instinct's Predator is probably like, like I said, one of my favorite games on the Xbox 360. That and the remake of Perfect Dark, which I mentioned I really enjoyed. And then Call to Saga, I believe was the 360 version. But yeah, like the Xbox 360 has great games. And one of them I really recommend is Far Cry Instinct's Predator. I think it's time now that we talk about Subverse. I don't know how many people who own this game like I do would outright talk about it just based on the subject matter. So this is a sci-fi RPG. The two mode, I guess three modes of uh, gameplay are there's space combat, which it would be a shmup, a shoot 'em up kind of in the vein of if you've ever played Robotron or Geometry Wars. One analog stick controls which way you go in the ship, and then the other analog stick is which way you're shooting, and then I think you just yeah you would click the mouse oh no because you're not even fucking using a controller what the hell am i thinking wsad is for where you're moving the mouse cursor is which way you're gonna be shooting so like just around your ship and then you click to shoot oh my god um so that's space combat the next part of combat would be grid based combat which would be like XCOM. so you'd have the room and your characters would be on their squares and you'd move around not like chest but each character has a different um different I guess, like, attacks and defensive options you can do. I'm not explaining it very well whatsoever. I've never played XCOM or grid-based games that often. I think I played, back in the day, um, I had a Warhammer game. Fuck, I can't remember what it's called. It was like Warhammer Chaos something for the PC. It was fine. Now, with this game, the big selling point for it is the adult scenes in it. I know that when I talked with some co-workers, um, a lot of them knew I was talking about. One co-worker didn't know I was talking about. But needless to say, like 
I said like, oh, I got to my first sex scene where it was with um, the female robot. I can't even remember what her name is. Let me double check. Demi. Demi is your like little robot lady. And uh, what happens? Like you get back and you, you get rewarded for doing the tutorial mission, which I think is the spaceship mission. And she's talking to you and she's like, master, would you like, not master, but like captain. Captain, would you like me to perform fellatio on you, if I'm saying that correctly? And you're, you, the captain of the ship, says something along the lines of like, hey, like, why are you talking like that? I thought we, I thought we talked about how like you should be speaking. She goes, oh, my apologies. And she corrects herself. And she's like, how would you like me to suck your cock? And then it goes into, um, it's not even a mini game. This is probably one of the parts that a lot of people have complained about from what I've seen online is she starts like blowing your character and you're seeing it, you like you watch it, but it's more like a five minute or not five minutes, a five second loop of her just of her blowing your your guy. There is a slider at the bottom of the screen, so as you slide it up, the movements get faster, and I think her <laughs> her grip changes, and she might be like more rough or whatever, but it does change a little bit. And the higher you go, the faster it goes, the more I guess intense the scene's going to be for you. Um, once you get it high enough, the slider, there's a little come button at the end that when you click on it, it triggers the end of like that sexual scene for your, for yourself. And I think it was like 10 or like five to 15 seconds of like, I was sitting there being like, oh, it's like, it looks like it's changing. It what's like, but the, the option to do anything is gone. And all of a sudden like you finish with her and then I'm like, oh, okay, there it is. And then it just like the game says she's like oh do you want to do that again or just continue and i'm like oh continue that was fine so going throughout it like there's lots of um tongue-in-cheek jokes about the universe and lots of fourth wall breaking in it which i i thought was funny at first like i still like it but they keep on referencing like that that, that you're that you yourself are playing the game and they have to like get the game on for you and show you how to do different things which kind of pull not doesn't it doesn't pull you out of the game but at the same time like i know i'm playing a game you don't have to keep on reminding me just let me know and like tell me the lore you get a um get spacecraft i'm just gonna scroll up on my computer if you can hear the clicks i apologize you do get a ship the mary celeste and that one has i think there's like there's the bridge your quarters there's a bunch of areas that you can upgrade inside of the ship and then with your um your waifus as well as they call them in the game i'm only about i want to say i'm i played about two hours of it some of that was paused because i was making dinner having dinner it might actually be over two hours but so far i'm really liking the game i can't really talk a lot about the specifics because i haven't done too much in it i have read that people have already like done everything there is to do i think the it's instant early access i should have mentioned that but I think it was chapters 1 to 6 is currently available. Once chapter 7 and beyond comes out, the price of the game does go up. So I believe it was $29.99 US, or in Canada it was $33.99. When I saw it was only like 4 bucks more for Canada, I was like, oh fuck, I'm going to jump on that because I was expecting it to be $39.99. So I was pretty happy to get it at, not a discount, but cheaper than what I thought it was going to be. So yeah, like that that's really all I can tell you about Subverse. It's good so far. It'll probably get better. I assume maybe they'll expand on a lot of the the sexual content, which is what people are 
not upset about, but they want more of that. Meanwhile, I just think it's a it's a fine game so far, and it runs on my PC. <laughs> my PC is about like half the size of a GameCube. I have a I have a mini PC with um an APU, so a built-in graphics card into the CPU. But yeah, like I I played Cyberpunk on my computer, and it ran it fine, much better than it actually runs on my Xbox One X. So yeah, like it, it played good in this game. This game plays fine too. I want everyone, um, if you have a PC, go check out Subverse. It's available on Steam. I believe if you go to, let me see, their website is studiofow.com. Um, that's the, the developer of Subverse. You go to their website. I believe you might be able to purchase it off there, but it's on Steam. Just make sure that you have in your settings that you want to see adult content, pornography, basically, through Steam. I had that checked off. I'm like, yeah, fucking show me your games. I'll play them. If they're a good game, like, sure. It's like when you're watching a movie and you're like, oh, I'm going to see boobs or like butts or whatever, whatever you're into, dicks. And then you don't get to see anything. You're like, oh, fuck, like almost. But in this game, you're like, oh, I, I want to see this stuff. And then you see it and you're like, holy shit, I see it. Like, this is great. It's like, it's, it's a fun experience. The game is, the game is good. Everyone go check it out on Steam. The other thing I want to talk about, which isn't on the thumbnail or inside the discussion notes is um, I just ordered myself a EverDrive for my Nintendo 64, which I'm super pumped about. If anybody doesn't know what an EverDrive is, it's a cartridge for your for a system that you pop an SD card in. And what this allows you to do is you can put the entire library of that system on an SD card. And you can also get custom-made ROMs. So there are, like, wrestling games have custom ROMs with custom characters in them. There are remakes of different Mario games, or I guess not remakes, but um, full conversions of Mario games where they make new levels, the same with Zelda. Like, there, it opens a world of possibilities. These things don't come cheap. They're about, they're over $200 a piece Canadian for them, um, which I think is like $175 US. Like, the price sucks. But guaranteed, if you're playing these systems, this is something that you're going to want to grab. Once I get mine, yeah, it's, I'm going to get all these awesome games, get, get to try them out on my TV. I have a retro tank hooked up to my, my Nintendo 64 that plugs into my TV. And what that is, it's a, it's a special box that lets you go from S-Video or composite video to HDMI without getting all that shitty distortion, lag, blurriness stretched out picture if I, I don't think it does um 16 by 9 nor would i want it to i want that 4 by 3 aspect ratio but it gives you a good picture on your hd tv speaking of video games i literally realized um i had my friend rob down rob if you're listening hey rob <laughs> um he was down here visiting over the weekend because we had a cat incident so i couldn't leave my cat alone but anyways um and we were supposed to play nintendo 64 and we i don't know if he forgot i fucking forgot but now when he comes down next time, or if I go visit him, I can take just this cartridge, because I believe Rob still has his N64. Rob, when you're listening to this, just send me a text and tell him if you still have your 64. I assume you do. But we can play all the games. Um, I believe you have an expansion pack. You better fucking have an expansion pack. <laughs> but yeah, this is it's going to be a great tool, and I can't wait to use it. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah. 
If you're if you have a Nintendo 64 and you want something new to use with it, go to StoneAgeGamer.com. That's where I got my. Well, I haven't got it yet. That's where I ordered mine. It's a pre-order. I think it said three to six weeks, and then the once it shipped, it's going to be another three to six week. Fuck, this is going to take like twelve weeks to get to me. What was I thinking? <laughs> That's it for this special episode of a kind of garbage telesitting. The reason why I use telesitting for this episode is, much like a television show, a video game may have been used to babysit you. In my case, I don't think a video games were used to babysit me, maybe to distract me from bugging my parents. Thanks again for listening. Next week should be another telesitting episode, I believe. So Cody and I will watch a show from 1984. And it's just like a random episode from it, much like Uh-Oh was. And Uh-Oh was fucking great. This next show that we're going to do, not so good. Thank you for listening and be sure to check out our website at akindofgarbage.com. You can email us at akindofgarbage at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, Instagram, both at akindofgarbage, as well as Facebook, akindofgarbagepod. And don't forget to check out the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash akindofgarbage. And you can always find myself on Twitter at PrestoAdam and with Dan, Martin, Chris, and Chris on the Hey Kids Comics radio show Friday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Trent Radio 92.7 CFFFFM. Ah, oh, it's the post chat. Hey. Wait, who the hell are you? Uh, my name is Dan. Dan, what are you doing here? You weren't in the episode with me. <laughs> I tried, but you didn't want me to be there. Oh, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's exactly you, a lie. You were at work. Mm, was I? Yes, you were. <laughs> Hope what so. Are, we're talking about video games. Dan, you like video games, right? I do like video games. Um, I like collecting them, just like my comics. I like collecting them more than playing them, it seems. But yes. oh, I know, I know, I know the feeling. <laughs> Don't look at my Steam library; it's like four hundred games. But I bet you got a lot of those on sale, though. Oh, the the vast majority from like Humble Bundle, where you get like ten games for like seven dollars, and you just add them to your library, and you never look back, and you never play them. It's like uh, it's like the time that there was some free comics on Comixology and I just downloaded everything that was free, even though I haven't read any of them. And then you look you at your have them. you look at what you own. You're like, when the fuck did I get this? I don't remember. Yeah. Why do I have seven issues of a Ukrainian miniseries from 1962? <laughs> Anyways, video games. Mm-hmm. I'm staring at a giant Mario and Luigi right now plushies or real or not not real but (laughs) yes there's a real person named mario and luigi standing (laughs) in front of me saying please let me out um no a giant poster as i'm not privy to your previous discussion what's your earliest video game memory Ooh, my earliest would be it would be at my dad's uh when he lived in aurora and this pre i don't know if it pre no it can't predate nes because nes came out the same year i was born but we didn't have an nes until i think either the early 90s like when a super nintendo came out that's when we got an nes but anyways my earliest memory would be playing on my dad's either his commodore 64 ibm 128 somewhere in like that generation of pcs and playing pc games so PC gaming is my first memory of any type of video games where you would open up the box and it would have like this um, this 
paper overlay you would put on top of the keyboard and then it would tell you mm. what all the buttons on the keyboard did i've i've literally never seen anything like that oh no it's crazy I, yeah because all, all computers had the exact same keyboard so the game could come with this piece of paper you would put on top of the keyboard so you knew what all the keys did that's really cool mm -hmm. i was i was thinking more specifically like nintendo because those have better memories for me but i do think i definitely had a commodore 64 that I played some like text-based games on, um, but I had an Atari as well. And I remember playing a bunch of like really bad Atari games. Oh yeah. Some good ones, you know, like you got your classics like Pitfall, right? That's, the, I was gonna say, that's the one I really remember, Pitfall and Adventure, where you were like a block running away from like a shitty looking dragon. Yes, I had that game as well. And it was hard, Oh, it's like, cause it was confusing. You can beat that game in less than five minutes. If you watch a video on YouTube, look it up. It's amazing. And how long did you ever beat it? Oh God, no, I had no idea what I was doing. No, yeah, definitely. As a child, you're just like, I've been in this room 18 times and I don't know where to go because there's like one random block you have to cross or something. And yeah, what a bizarre game that was. Did you ever play the Superman game? No, no. <laughs> there was a Superman game. And I had a lot of trouble with that one. I don't know why. I don't remember. Like you would go into a um, into a phone booth and turn into Superman, and then you'd come out and you'd just start flying, and you're like warping through the screen super fast. Mm. And like I just I couldn't get the hang of that one. And I think there might have been an Indiana Jones one as well. Do you remember an Indiana Jones game? Um, I could no. be hallucinating. I'm not sure if this one exists. All I remember is Pitfall and Adventure. I know we had other games, but those are the only two that like, I remember to this day. Yeah. What about your first NES memories? My first NES memories would be playing on my cousins. And then like we got, I think we played Mario Brothers 3. No, I don't remember. It's either three or like one. And she also had a, a game genie that we would look up codes for <laughs> as well. Nice. Yep. Love those game genies. I, um, so my dad believed that Nintendo was a tool of Satan. Okay. And so we weren't allowed to own one for quite a while. Um, but like two weekends every year, my mom would rent one for us from the local video store. And we would, my brother and I would stay up all weekend playing Nintendo. And I have like this vivid memory of playing Mega Man. I'm not sure like which Mega Man it was, if it was like Mega Man one or two or whatever, but I have this vivid memory of playing Mega Man and like going to bed at like 10 o'clock, which is super late when you're like six or seven, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and getting up early in the morning and going down and playing more Mega Man. And it was just the greatest, the greatest weekends of my childhood. <laughs> I remember a friend of mine who lived down the street when I was little. Um, he loved Mega Man. Uh, when I would go over to his place, I was not allowed to play Mega Man, but I could watch <laughs> him play, which started my hatred of Mega Man. Oh, so, no. Yeah, I, I never got into that game series because I was not allowed to play. <laughs> Why weren't you allowed to play? It wasn't that I wasn't allowed to play. He did not share. That that would be a better mm. yeah. He a was a bastard. Phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> I also remember I have two other two other memories that stand out. One is being I don't even know where I was some older cousin's house or something. 
uh, and playing the Ninja Turtles game. Okay, yeah. You know, the one with the infamous underwater scenes? Yep, yep. That's yeah, a, that's playing a great that. One. And, and I, I wish that was available, like, to play on the Switch or something now, because I would love to, to see it. I, I've watched some videos of people playing it. It's still super hard to be in some spots, because these are some of those games that weren't meant to be beat, right? Yeah. They just get harder and harder and harder until they're almost impossible. But I also have a memory of playing playing Super Mario 3 uh, uh, at a kid's house. I think his name was Jason. I was trying to remember his name earlier and I couldn't, but it just popped into my head right now. I think his name was Jason. And me and my brother were there. We played and then we decided to walk to the store or something. And so we paused the game to go walk to the store because, of course, there's no saves. There's no continues, Mm -hmm. you know. We had to pause the game, leave his Nintendo running for an hour while we went to the store and bought some chips and stuff or whatever. And then we came back and played some more. <laughs> great, great memories. My friend, um, Hal, he lived basically next to a convenience store. So yeah, we would just like walk next door and get chips and pop and go back and literally just play, I guess it would be Halo 2. So not that long ago. And yeah, we would be up all night or even like Star Fox and the Nintendo 64. We played that throughout an entire night, not going to bed. I literally never, I've never played a Star Fox game, period. Um, They're all remakes of the original (laughs) Super Nintendo. Yeah, they're all, they keep on like Star Fox 64. I, I could be wrong. Some let me know. But yeah, there's the Super Nintendo game. And then Star Fox 64 is like the the same game just redone and then they redid that on the ds and then i think they redid it again like star fox is just the same game over and over but it's it looks brand new every single time and i think they change things for the mainline star fox games like how many times they've just made the same game is amazing that's that's just incredible business sense Mm -hmm. terrible to to your fans but (laughs) yeah the 64 one compared to the super nintendo one i never played the snes one 64 one was amazing because you had you had your mission and then you could branch off different ways depending on how it was either how you played the level if you did a certain thing in the level you go a different way so i i remember we were trying to get down every single path because you could see all the paths you just didn't know which way you were going to go and you had to make sure you did the proper thing to unlock the path and there was no i don't there, there was internet back then but i think it was just 56k or maybe it was even like 28.8k modems back then. Insert dial-up sound here. <laughs> um, I never had an SNES, and so I feel like I really missed out on a lot of good stuff. I had a Sega Genesis. I didn't have an SNES either. Oh, I had a Sega Genesis too, and I also had a Dreamcast. I had a Dreamcast, yep. And I had a Nintendo Virtual Boy. Ooh, somebody got ripped off. Actually, those are worth a lot of money. Fun fact, the most expensive Virtual Boy game is Waterworld. <laughs> oh my God, your life has just come full circle. Yep. <laughs> I never had Waterworld, so we picked this one up at a yard sale and it was broken. Oh. Uh, the stand, like the stand that you would use to put your head to the goggles was mm-hmm. broken. Well, and those so- always break because the thing weighs like a thousand pounds. Yeah. So if you wanted to play it, what we would do is just wedge it into the couch and then shove our face in at whatever angle we could get it in at. Oh, and all you saw was is, red when you were done playing. Well, yeah. But that was like, I mean, it was pretty cool a- ahead of its time, probably. Yeah. The guy who invented the virtual boy, like, I think he fell into depression and then he eventually died being hit by a car. 
not suicide, but he did pass away after being struck. That's that's an interesting thing because I never thought about people who invent these new systems. Like Nintendo to me is a person. There's a person named Nintendo out there that just puts out systems. You know, I don't think about all the like tech people behind these systems that are coming up with everything and all the ideas. Yeah, there's a face behind everything. Like the guy who voiced Jar Jar Binks and then he got really depressed afterwards. For good reason. For good yeah. reason. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had a video game get you very depressed? Uh, I don't think depressed. No. Sad. Uh, no, I've never been hit in the feels with a game. I don't, I don't recall. I don't, I'm not, I'm not talking about like hitting the feels. I'm like, oh, I've been playing this for 40 hours and I still haven't progressed. Oh no, no. I've never been, I've never been frustrated with not being able, well, I've probably been frustrated, but I've never been upset with a game. Um, even like if it had a shitty ending that I didn't like, like it's just, it's the vision that the creator and the writers made for it. But yeah, I've never like. you finished games? I have I've never finished a game. People always make fun of me. Like Connor would make fun of me. He's like, Adam has never finished a game. I'm like I beat Devil's Third, and then he'd be like, oh, "This doesn't fucking count." <laughs> I I have so much trouble to finish a game. Like I lose interest um, probably as soon as it gets really hard. Yeah. Well, I finished Subverse. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's the, that's the porn game that I talked about during oh. this episode. And when I say I finished Subverse, wink, wink. You mean you finished and Subverse <laughs> just kept playing. That's true. No, I didn't really finish. Uh, Danielle's, my girlfriend sitting beside me, she just gave me the look. I'm like, I didn't really. <laughs> but she was out today and I was alone. <laughs> uh, uh, you're the worst and I'm just embarrassed on your behalf. I So you do love your porn game, so. Oh, it's it's. The story is good. Um, the gameplay is good. The porn scenes, like they're short, but yeah, like it's it's a good game. Like there's nothing wrong with it. If I will <laughs> admit that you shared a porn scene from it, and it's it's a hardcore porn scene. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's porn. You're just like, oh, were you just like, oh fuck? <laughs> I when you when you said you got something from a video game that's not safe for work, I assumed it was just boobs or whatever, not hardcore porn. Yeah, well, there were boobs in it. There weren't in this clip. It was a tight shot of something else. Okay, nice. <laughs> Anyways, you disgust me. You're a filthy animal. Yep. Do you got any questions for me? I've been asking all the questions. I've been oh, leading this conversation. Yeah, I, I know you're a big Mario fan, but yes, I know that you have an Xbox and a PlayStation. I know the Xbox, you play with your kids, so there's lots of Minecraft going on, right? Ooh, Minecraft, yes. Yes, is there anything that you play on the Xbox that is not Minecraft. That's my curiosity. So I sold all of my Xbox games okay. to get my Switch a couple of years ago. And I'm just mm-hmm. trying to think about, like, was there anything that I had played before that? You know, I that was when PUBG was big and I was playing a bit of PUBG. Mm-hmm. But I suck at first-person shooters. And um, I was living in the country at the time. And so country internet plus first-person online shooters equals you sucking badly. Yeah, it's not that great. Yeah. Uh, my daughter keeps bugging me to play to get to do Fortnite. She wants to play Fortnite. I downloaded it on, on my Switch and I was like, I'm going to play. I, I said, it's, this has been going for three years now. You know, if you just jump in now, the only people that are left are good and they're just going to like destroy you. So I'll learn how to play so I can help you, but that I haven't even opened it up yet. And every time, every day, 
have you signed up for Fortnite yet, Dad? No, <laughs> I have not. But I have played. I I got to tell you, I love playing Minecraft with my kids. Mm-hmm. It is. We have a world that is like three or four years old now that we come back to. We we do different worlds every now and again, but we keep coming back to this one world we started four years ago, and it's humongous. It's so huge that sometimes when I want to get from one um, house that we created to another, the kids will be like, oh, can you help us with this thing? We're over at the, the farmhouse. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm at the house by the ocean. And they're like, okay, see you in 10 minutes. And it's not like 10, 10 game minutes. It's 10 literal minutes of me my character running as fast as he can through, through paths that I created that are str- a straight shot. And 10 literal minutes of me just holding left and the a button or whatever to run and it's ridiculous because we've expanded this world to be so huge does minecraft not have like warp pipes i would assume that would have something similar um here's the thing on the computer you can put you can like do commands and stuff to warp to where other characters are yeah i don't think you can do that on the xbox um there Bullshit. might be some. <laughs> there might be some nerds yelling at your, you're yelling at the podcast right now. If it is, it's not something that I've ever learned how to do. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I haven't done it. And if you can do it, I could have saved myself literally hours worth of just holding left. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've um, I played Minecraft. I did what was what I did the survival mode. And my yeah. plan was to make the X-Men mansion to scale. It did not go mm. well because I had to like harvest everything. Oh, it took forever. And I just eventually gave up. So what you when you want to do something like a ridiculous project like that, you just put it in creative mode instead of survival. Yeah, but I want to be able to play. Like, I don't want to be able to cheat later on. If I, if can you do... You, yep, you can toggle back and forth. Okay. So you create your mansion. You set yourself up with like chests full of diamonds that you hide away as sneaky sneaky yeah and then you can toggle back and forth mm. so that i'm way, never gonna yeah. do i'm never gonna play the game again <laughs> even though no. i have it for pc xbox and switch <laughs> why do you have it for so many things if you don't play it uh well the pc i bought it when it was like in beta for like 10 bucks so like when it first basically when it first came out and then um i got it for 360 and then which automatically upgrades to a xbox one version and then yeah. for Nintendo Switch, I just grabbed it once it was on there. I think I have it for Wii U as well. Fuck. Minecraft. <laughs> I, I have I have it for the Switch, which I actually haven't played in years. And we have it. I actually have a copy for the kids on Xbox. And I have a second copy for myself, just in case, because the Xbox copy was hard to find. It was hard to find that disc. And one time our disc was acting up a bit. So I grabbed a copy cheap from EB when I saw one there so that I had a second copy in case our disc crapped out on us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I have those that on two systems and then I have the Minecraft Dungeons game on the Switch that I play with my son. Okay, yeah. There's something so kids and video games, okay? Kids and video games are this crazy um, combination because... Right now, my son is obsessed with Bloons Tower Defense 6. And it's this game, like, I, I don't think it's on the Switch. I was looking. You can get 
balloon. You can get balloons. It's not balloons, which I thought it was. It's balloons. Tower <laughs> Defense 5 is available on the Switch, but not 6. Okay. Um, and it's just like this stupid game where like, it's a strategy game thing where like you're on a track and balloons come and go around this track and you have to kill them all before they go off screen. Mm-hmm. And you set up like turrets and like, you know, razor wire and all this other stuff to try to stop them. And he's literally watching hours of videos on this stuff. And they watch hours of videos on Minecraft and, you know, like the YouTube, you don't even have to own a game system now to get hours worth of entertainment out of a game because there's so many YouTube videos and it's just crazy. Whenever someone complains, like, why would you watch a video of somebody playing a game? Like, why would you watch a, like a sports game? It's the same thing. It's just other people acting it out, but you're enjoying what's going on. Same with, um, it'd be like wrestling with people are like, you know, it's fake, right? Like, do you watch Seinfeld and think it's real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's, it's a TV show. Same with watching um, people play Minecraft. Like, you don't want to spend all that time, like the hours to actually make all that stuff where you can just watch it and have a good time. Yeah, watch somebody else do it. Have it um, be sped up so that you spend five minutes watching it or like like i like to watch a lot of uh super mario maker videos of people playing other people's levels you know and some of the people that i watch i have there's there's like three different types of of players i watch there's um two or three family friendly ones that i watch with the kids and then i've got a couple guys that i watch that swear and are like these guys are are hilarious to me so i watch them because they're their actual like their content is funny as far as what they're talking about and saying while they're playing as well as watching them play is entertaining and then there's like this other guy that i watched that is he's just so amazing at this game like it's unbelievable how good this guy is at playing mario and uh you know so i watch this guy sometimes just to be like in awe of how amazing he is i like to think that do you have your kids listen to the hey kids comics radio show like I would let them do that. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking it's like, oh yeah, it's like, hey, kids, comics they can listen to, but they're not allowed to listen to a kind of garbage whatsoever <laughs> for obvious I reasons. I don't think anybody should be listening to it, kind of garbage. <laughs> Nobody does. 